What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Miller. So tonight is Monday Night Football. The New York Giants will be home versus Seattle Seahawks. Big game for the Giants at 1-2 on the season. Seattle is 2-1. The Giants need this game more than Seattle. That's why I'm leading with the Giants winning this one. I think the Giants do have a better team that people like to give them credit for. Last week versus the San Francisco 49ers, it was a tough game, but the Giants were in that game for a lot of it. And even had a chance in the fourth quarter, down by a couple scores with the ball. So the Giants were in that game more than people would like to give them credit for. The stats and the score would probably speak otherwise, but if you watch the game, the Giants were in it a little bit more than the box score would tell you, and more than a stat sheet would tell you after the game. The Giants did struggle, obviously, on the offensive line. Daniel Jones was under pressure consistently, and that's obviously a big reason the Giants weren't able to consistently move the ball downfield. But tonight, the Giants are going up against a Seattle defense that isn't great, which there's some similarities between these two squads. Both of them have defenses that have been struggling on the year in the first three games of the season. Both teams are very good head coaches in Pete Carroll and Brian Dabo. Pete Carroll, one of the best head coaches in the NFL over the last decade. Both teams are playoff teams from last season as well. Seattle's 2-1 on the year, two wins in a row. The Giants are 1-2. The Giants have a chance tonight as an underdog at home under the bright lights of Monday Night Football to even their record and get themselves back on track. When you start the season 0-1 and then you... Bailey win week two against the Arizona Cardinals, took a miraculous comeback. Then you lose week three and you're one and two. Just to get back to 500 and be two and two after the first four games, you'll take that. The season is 17 games long, right? If you split it up into four quarters and you have four games, four games, four games, four games, let's say that 17th game is the last one on its own. If you can keep yourself around 500 in those four quarters, you'll be looking at around eight and eight. And then that 17th game, if you win, let's say, you'll be nine and eight, still have a chance at the playoffs. If you can be better than 2-2 two and two in those four-game stretches, maybe one of them, and keep yourself around 2-2 two and two in the rest of them, you might be 10-7. If you look at the schedule and you split it up into four games apiece, the Giants, if they're 2-2 two and two after their first four games, I would take, considering they played the Dallas Cowboys, had to play the Arizona Cardinals. That should have been an easy game that was, but Arizona has been playing a lot tougher than people gave them credit for in the offseason, including myself. I didn't see that team going anywhere, but they play very high for Jonathan Gannon. Then the third game against the San Francisco 49ers, that isn't an easy one. And then they're playing another playoff team from last season in Seattle in week four. Then they have to play the Miami Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills. The Giants have a very hard schedule, especially early in the season. But if they can be 2-2 two and two after the first four games, I would take that at the end of the day. So now I'm going to break down the two teams based on their offense and defense. Let's start with the Seattle Seahawks offense, averaging 29 points per game, which is sixth best in the NFL. 332 yards per game in offense, which is 15th in the NFL. They only have one turnover this season, which is the best in the NFL. Only one turnover is very impressive, especially three games in. And they have allowed five sacks in the first three games. Geno Smith is their quarterback, 736 yards, four touchdowns, one pick on the year. He's returning to MetLife Stadium, where he played as a member of the New York Jets early in his career and the New York Giants as a backup to Eli Manning. The running back for them is Kenneth Walker, 204 rushing yards on the year with four rushing touchdowns. Wide receiver Tyler Lockett has had a good season, 13 catches, 102 yards, and two touchdowns. Consistently one of the best and most underrated wide receivers in the NFL over the last few seasons. DK Metcalf is another threat for them at the receiver position, 15 catches for 234 yards and a touchdown. Very physical and big receiver. The Giants need a big game from Adoree Jackson and Deontay Banks in their secondary. Considering how good Lockett and Metcalf are when they are on, the Giants need those two guys in Deontay Banks and Adoree Jackson to step up. Trey Hawkins as well, rookie cornerback. He's going to have his work cut out from tonight as well. The Seahawks have a lot of weapons on offense. I haven't even mentioned rookie wide receiver Jackson Smith and Jigba, who hasn't even broken out yet. Just nine catches with 57 yards. Very talented receiver from Ohio State. I expect him to have a big game at some point in the near future. Hopefully not tonight, though, on Monday Night Football. Then their other running back is another rookie, and that is Zach Charbonnet, who has 16 carries for 73 yards on the ground this season. 
Seattle has two backup tackles that we started for them tonight who have allowed 24 pressures and two sacks for the first three games of the season. So the Giants need to take advantage of that. I'm going to talk more about the Giants' defense in just a minute. Let me now transition and talk about the Giants' offense. 14.3 points per game, which is 30th in the NFL. 253 yards per game, which is 30th in the NFL. And they've allowed 12 sacks for the first three games, which obviously proves the Giants' offensive line has been struggling. One thing the Giants have to do in tonight's game, they have to start on a better note. They've been trailing in all three games this season at halftime. And two of them by a big margin. 26-0 week one to Dallas, and then 20-0 week two against the Arizona Cardinals. Week three, the Giants trailed 17-16 at half to the 49ers, which the Giants, being only down two scores at halftime, considering how poor they were in the first two games at halftime, I wasn't really upset with a 17-6 at half in San Francisco. One thing the Giants need to do tonight, though, is score early. Get a touchdown early in the first quarter, get the offense going, and get a rhythm. And there's one stat that I saw today from ESPN, and it's honestly mind-boggling. The Giants in the first half have only six points on the season. In the second half, 37 points on the season. Their point differential in the first half is minus 57, which is the worst for a team since 1989 when the Green Bay Packers had a worst point differential in the first half of the first three games of the season. Then net yards per attempt in the first half, 3.1. 6.5, though, in the second half. 3.1 in the first half, 6.5 in the second half. Yards per rush, 3.3 in the first half, 4.6 in the second half. The Giants have a minus 57-point differential in the first half through the first three games. If you look at the second half, a plus two-point differential. And obviously credit their big comeback against Arizona for being plus. If that game didn't happen, the Giants would obviously be heavily in the negatives in the second half as well. But the Giants have to figure out a way to score tonight early. And they're playing a perfect defense to do that against. Seattle's defense hasn't been good all season. The Giants need to give Daniel Jones some time. On the season, 562 passing yards, two passing touchdowns with four picks, three of those interceptions being off of Giants receivers' hands, two of them being Saquon Barkley, one of them being Darren Waller. Both of those plays to Saquon Barkley should have been caught, and the same for Darren Waller. All three of those interceptions were not Daniel Jones' fault, but he has four picks on the year and 24 carries for 170 yards and one touchdown. I expect him to use his legs tonight to pick up some first downs and move the ball downfield for the Giants. Gary Brightwell is one of the Giants' running backs with Saquon Barkley being out. He'll be getting some touches tonight. Five carries for 10 yards on the season and four catches for 37 yards, including two first down catches on the year. He had a big play right away against San Francisco last week in Thursday Night Football. I expect him to have a good game tonight as well. I'm a big fan of Gary Brightwell. I'll talk about him a little bit later in the episode at the end, but I I want Gary Brightwood to get more touches tonight. He deserves it. I think he could be a very good second back to Saquon Barkley with Saquon Barkley healthy. I think Brightwell deserves around 10 to 12 carries tonight, and I would honestly give him eight carries a week, even with Saquon healthy. Saquon Barkley needs to get some of the workload taken off of him. He needs some of the pressure taken off of him so he doesn't get run down and doesn't get hurt. The Giants need to start giving their backup running backs more touches with Saquon healthy, and I want that to be the case ultimately when Saquon's back. I want to see Brightwell getting more touches, but obviously with Saquon being out tonight, this opens up the floor for Gary Brightwell to audition and try to buy himself some more touches for the rest of the season. It seems like Matt Breida will be the Giants' lead back, though. Seven carries to 31 yards and a touchdown on the year, including a touchdown last Thursday night versus the 49ers. A very good run by him right up the middle, running with a full head of steam. The Giants need to find a way to move the ball downfield. The Seahawks aren't really great in the pass game. The Giants are going to be trying to throw the ball a lot more than they're going to be running the ball in this game. But I'd like to see Matt Breida and Gary Brightwell run strong. When you have two running backs that can move the ball downfield, it helps out the passing game and makes things easier on Daniel Jones. We'll see if the Giants use play action to their advantage. That's something that they used a lot against Arizona's poor pass defense, and that's something that the Giants really picked them apart with in the second half. 
in that game when the Giants were down 20 to nothing half. The Giants found a way to use play action to their advantage and take deep shots downfield. I expect that to be the case tonight as well. Darren Waller, the Giants' tight end, has 12 catches or 132 yards on the year, including seven first downs. He's been great moving the chains for Daniel Jones. I expect him to have a big game tonight on Monday Night Football. Darius Slayton, nine catches or 109 yards on the season. And then Jalen Hyatt, two catches for 89 yards. He's a pure speed threat that I expect the Giants to use as a home run hitting threat in tonight's game. Take a shot downfield, maybe try to air it up 40 or 50 yards. The Giants need to take advantage of Jalen Hyatt's speed like they did against Arizona. It worked in that game. Two catches of 89 yards. He had a big impact on the Giants' comeback. They need to find a way to move the ball tonight early in the game. And I think going to Jalen Hyatt early might be a smart move to help Daniel Jones get some confidence early in the game. One thing that I feel is that the Giants are going to use a trick play tonight at some point in the game. I think it's going to be the first quarter. They'll probably go to maybe a flea flick or a double pass, whether it's a reverse, whatever it may be. A pass behind the line of scrimmage, and then it's a double throw. I expect the Giants to use a trick play in tonight's game. That's probably a hot take, but at the end of the day, I feel that. If your offense has been struggling to move the ball early in games, you've got to go to your bag of tricks and see if you have something up your sleeve. So we'll see if that's the case tonight for Brian Dable and the Giants' offense. As for injuries in tonight's game, the Giants have two major injuries to their offense. Running back Saquon Barkley will be out of tonight's game with an ankle injury, and the same goes for prime left tackle Andrew Thomas, who will be out of tonight's game for the Giants, his third game missed in a row with a hamstring injury. Saquon Barkley, who missed his second game in a row. Both of those guys are big losses there for the Giants offense. The Giants are expected to have linebacker Aziz Ojolari back, so that should help in the pass rushing game. He's been hurt for his Giants career for the most part. He does show some signs that he can really be a game-wrecking talent for them, but it hasn't been consistent. I'd like to see Ojolari have a big play tonight in the game so we can gain some confidence. We need to see him healthy, though, and that's something he's been struggling with so far early in his career for the Giants. The Giants will have Ben Bredesen back on their offensive line. Starting left guard, that'll be huge to see him back in the lineup. The Giants' offensive line will look like this. Josh Azudu at left tackle. He's made four starts in his career so far. Ben Bredesen will be starting at left guard. At center, it'll be the rookie John Michael Schmitz, who's made three starts in his career. Marcus McKeithen will be starting at right guard. This will be his third start of his career. He only made two starts prior to tonight. And then Evan Neal will be starting at right tackle. He'll be making his 17th start in the NFL tonight. Hopefully he can have a good game tonight. He had a matchup with one of the best pass rushers in the game last week in Nick Boza. That's obviously a tough matchup. But when you're going up against one of the best pass rushers in the game, you can gain some confidence. Whether or not you had a great night against him, if you have a couple good reps against him, maybe you figure things out and you say, okay, I see what I'm doing wrong, I see what I'm doing right. Whatever it may be, you can pick apart your game, especially when you're going up against probably the best pass rusher in the NFL right now, if not the best, a top three next to Miles Garrett and TJ Watt. So when you're playing against a guy like Nick Boza, you can see things you're doing right, you can see things you're doing wrong, and maybe that'll gain some confidence for Evan Neal. Andrew Thomas struggled in his first season or two with the Giants, but they made a lot of progress and things really looked up for him. I'm hoping that's the case with Evan Neal. I know a lot of people have lost confidence in him, but he's only started for a full season of just 16 starts in his career. This will be his 17th start, so he's really only started for just one full season in the NFL, basically. So we'll see what the case may be. Hopefully he finds a way to figure things out. As for the Seahawks, they will be without starting cornerback Kobe Bryant in tonight's game. They'll also be without two other cornerbacks, two backups, and Trey Brown and Audie Burns. They still have Devin Witherspoon, who's a rookie cornerback. They picked high in the draft. He'll be playing tonight. And also Tariq Woolen, who has been very good for them. He's a young player, but he's been very good for them in the secondary over the last season. He had six interceptions last season with a pick six, three fumble recoveries, and also 63 tackles with the tackle for a loss. He actually finished third in defensive rookie of the year voting last season. So obviously that's somebody the Giants have to watch out for tonight in the pass game. The Seahawks will also have Jamal Adams back in their secondary. He will be making his return to the lineup tonight in season debut for the Seahawks. He only played one game last season. 
but he's still a very good talent. Three-time All-Pro selection, the last time being in 2020. The problem with him over the last couple seasons has been injuries. He hasn't been able to stay healthy the last couple years. This will be his season debut tonight. Maybe he's going to be on a pitch count, though, for snaps, I'd imagine, considering this is his first game back in over a year. They will also be without starting left tackle Charles Cross. So that's why they have backup tackles in. They have an injury to Charles Cross. So we'll see how the Giants' defensive line takes advantage of the backup left tackle tonight for Seattle. Now I'm going to look at the defensive numbers for both the teams. Seahawks' defense has been bottom three in the NFL so far heading into this week. 29.3 points per game allowed, which is 27th in the NFL. 407 yards per game allowed, which is 31st in the NFL. They're also allowing a 57% third down conversion rate which is the second worst in the NFL. They're 31st there in third down conversion rate percentage at 57%. They're allowing third down conversions. They're also the dead last team in the NFL in red zone efficiency. 100% red zone efficiency, meaning if you get in the red zone, you're likely to score a touchdown versus them. The Giants have to just find a way to give Daniel Jones some time tonight, and he's going to pick them apart and have a big game. The Seahawks defense has just five sacks on the season, which is 29th in the NFL. And they have 18 quarterback hits on the year, which is 27th in the NFL. They have forced three turnovers on the season, one of them being interception and two of them being fumble recoveries. As for the Giants defense, they're allowing 32.7 points per game, which is 30th in the NFL. 362 yards per game allowed, which is 22nd in the NFL. And they have a 49% third down conversion rate which is not great at all, considering 49% of the times, just about half the time, they give up third down conversions. That's 29th in the NFL. Last Thursday night for San Francisco, that was the biggest problem for the Giants. Getting off the field on third down was just impossible for them. But one break for the Giants here is that Seattle has been worse on third down this season, which watching the Giants game, especially last week, you would never think there's any team in the NFL that's worse on third down than the Giants, considering how poor they were versus Seattle, giving up penalties, not being able to tackle on screen plays on third and long. But somehow, Seattle was worse than them. The Giants are 29th in third down conversion rate. Seattle, 31st, giving up 57% of the time a first down on third down. The Giants have zero turnovers forced on the season. So they need to find a way to get a fumble tonight, a muffed punt, an interception, something to get the defense going. They only have two sacks on the season, which is 31st in the NFL. 15 quarterback hits, which is 30th in the NFL. I'm going to break down a few more numbers on the defense in just a minute. Now I'm going to move on and talk about what I think is going to happen in tonight's game. And then I'll also get more into the numbers as well on both teams' defenses in just a second. But I think Daniel Jones is primed for a big game tonight under the bright lights of Monday Night Football. I know the narrative for Daniel Jones on national television has been he's lost games. Everybody loves bringing up he's 1-11 in primetime games, which is the worst Win percentage for a quarterback in the NFL in primetime TV since the 1970 merger for quarterbacks have made 10 starts or more. But look at the teams he's had to play with and the coaches that have been coaching him over those years for the most part. Along with who his opponents were, he's been playing a lot of good teams on primetime TV. So that stat isn't on Daniel Jones, in my opinion. It's on the ineptitude of the New York Giants organization for not being able to put enough around him and their failure to put out a product to help Daniel Jones succeed and compete. Luckily, the tides have turned, though. With the Giants getting Joe Shane and Brian Dable last season, both of those guys stepping in have turned the franchise around, and Daniel Jones picked up his first primetime TV win last season against the Washington Commanders late in the season. That game, Kayvon Thibodeau with a big game, including a forced fumble of Taylor Heineke that he picked up for a touchdown. We need to see that tonight from Kayvon Thibodeau. The Giants need a big game from him on primetime TV. One thing I want to mention, though, with Daniel Jones' primetime opponents is I saw a stat on Twitter. Daniel Jones' primetime opponents have averaged almost 11 wins per season. That's five more than the Giants have averaged over those years. Let me repeat that. Daniel Jones' primetime opponents have averaged almost 11 wins per season. That's five more than the Giants have averaged in those years. Five more. So that's not a Daniel Jones. That stat is more in the Giants, not Daniel Jones, in my opinion, the 1-11 record. They're only favored to win one of those 12 primetime games. 
And he was a heavy underdog in a lot of those games going up against Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and Patrick Mahomes. It's not easy going up against big teams like that when you're a heavy underdog. And Kay Adams said it best. She said she thinks it's more an indictment on what the organization was throughout those years and not on Daniel Jones. And I agree with her. There's no better way to put it. So now I'm going to dive more into both teams and how their defenses have performed on the season. And I'm going to start with Seattle. And this is to validate why I think Daniel Jones is going to have a big game tonight. Seattle's defense has allowed 328 passing yards per game this season, which is dead last in the NFL. They're also 31st in yards per game allowed on defense. 407 yards per game they've allowed. And then they've also only had five sacks, which is tied for third least in the NFL. Averaging also 29.3 points per game allowed, which is 27th in the NFL heading into this week. And they also only have seven hurries on the season, which is bottom half of the NFL as well. They're sixth in the NFL at rushing yards allowed per game. So their defense has been very good against a run, just 79.3 yards per game on the ground. But part of the reason I think that stat's skewed is because teams haven't been able to run the ball on them because they've just been taking advantage of the pass game and attacking Seattle in the air. So with no Saquon Bakrine, the Giants are going to be throwing the ball anyways. Even with Saquon healthy, the Giants may be using a lot more of the pass game than the run game, considering that Seattle's secondary in the defense has been giving up a lot of yards in the year in the season. 328 passing yards allowed per game, which is dead last in the NFL. So the Giants are going to have to attack Seattle in the end. That's why I think Daniel Jones is primed for a big game tonight. Seattle's coming off a game, though, against Carolina, who's now 0-4 in the season, where they had 36 pressures versus Carolina's offensive line last week. That was the most in the NFL in Week 3, 36 pressures. So the Giants' offensive line has to find a way to try to limit those pressures. And if you give Daniel Jones some time, he's going to pick up hot Seattle's defense. The Giants' defense, though, now to switch gears and talk about them, they just have two hurries on the season, which is dead last in the NFL, and only two sacks, which is now tied for dead last in the NFL with Chicago as well. The Giants have allowed 223 passing yards per game on defense, which is middle of the pack in the league, 138 rushing yards per game allowed, which is bottom 10 in the league. They have to be better against the run. Part of the reason they've been good against the run is because they've been struggling trying to tackle. That's something they have to figure out rather soon. Teams are going to be picking them apart in the run game if they continue to show that they can't tackle. So that's something that has to get better, and there's no better time to do it than in a primetime game on Monday Night Football. They're 32nd in hurry percentage in the NFL and 31st in sacks. 30th in pressures as well. But they're 6th in quarterback knockdowns and 4th in quarterback knockdown percentage. Which, that shows that the amount of time the Giants are blitzing does help. They are hitting the quarterback. So with the quarterback hits being high, it tells me that even though sacks haven't been there yet, they are generating pressure, and that tells me that the sacks are coming. If the pressure is there and they're hitting the quarterback, I think the sacks are coming. They got 32nd in hurry percentage, but if they're high in quarterback knockdown percentage, I think the sacks are coming. And why not do it tonight on Monday Night Football? Force a big turnover with the strip sack. That could change a game and obviously change a season as well. We saw Kayvon Thibodeau sack last year in a primetime game versus Washington. Change the Giants' trajectory of the season and help them make the playoffs. Just the energy shift after that moment when Kayvon Thibodeau picked that ball up and got in the end zone, it just felt like it flipped the Giants' season around. It was late in the year. They needed a big play, and Thibodeau came up with that. Hopefully that's the same tonight. What do the Giants need to do in tonight's game? They need to contain Seattle's defensive line that generated 36 pressures last week versus Carolina. Seattle's defense hasn't been great on the year, but they generated a lot of pressure last week versus Carolina. With that being said, Carolina is 0-4 in the season. They're not a great team. Jaron Reed had five pressures last week for Seattle's defense. Also had a 90.4 pro football focus grade, one and a half sacks in attack for loss. The Giants need to find a way to limit him tonight. Another thing is that the Giants' defense needs to get pressures. They need to get pressure on Geno Smith to force a turnover in tonight's game. Against the Seattle Seahawks offense, it only has one turnover in the year. They've been very good at not turning the ball over. Just one interception on the season for Geno Smith. No fumbles for the Seahawks offense. 
The Giants need to find a way to turn the ball over tonight on defense. Find a way to get a strip sack, a tip pass, interception. The Giants had opportunities last week versus Brock Purdy. He had probably three or four passes in the first quarter that should have been picked. The Giants had no luck at getting. Tonight, that has to flip. The Giants need to get a turnover in tonight's game if they want to win. Seattle's offensive line allowed 15 pressures last week with their starting tackles being Stone, Forsyth, and Jay Curran. And they allowed six pressures apiece. Forsyth and Curran allowed six pressures apiece. The Giants need to take advantage of Seattle starting left tackle and right tackle. With Charles Cross being out, that's a big break for the Giants. Forsyth is the backup left tackle. But with Cross out, he's been struggling. Two sacks allowed last week. Three hits in a hurry allowed with a penalty as well against Carolina. So the Giants need to get Leonard Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau going. They need to build off of their positive game from last week and find a way to make a big play tonight. The Giants had 21 pressures last week versus San Francisco. And six tackles from Leonard Williams, two quarterback hits and a sack. He started to get things going. Kayvon Thibodeau had a very good game as well. Three tackles, a sack, a quarterback hit, and a tackle for a loss. And when I say a great game, it wasn't a monstrous game. But seeing some positive development from Leonard Williams and Kayvon Thibodeau, we would take considering how poor they were in week one and week two. The Giants blitzed at an all-time rate last week. A next-gen stats record of 85% of the time versus Brock Purdy. They're not afraid of blitzing a ton. They need to find a way to take that blitz percentage, maybe lower it a little bit, and still generate pressure. Because when you're blitzing 85% of the time, there's often somebody open, and you're getting burned on screen plays. So they need to find a way to generate pressure with four or five pass rushes rather than sending six at the quarterback. They need to find a way to be better with that. So Leonard Williams, Kayvon Thibodeau, those two guys need to be better tonight. They need to build off of last week. The Giants also need to tackle better. 16 missed tackles last week versus San Francisco. They need to tackle better in tonight's game. Seattle can run the ball well. 104 rushing yards per game on offense for them, which is 17th in the NFL. They're going to try to run the ball on the Giants knowing the Giants have been struggling to tackle. And they're also going to use screenplays to their advantage. I'm sure they'll try to get Jackson Smith and Jigba going with the screenplay or two. So the Giants need to find a way to tackle better. And show that their weakness of tackling isn't something that's going to haunt them for the rest of the season. Fix that right now on primetime TV. So now I'm going to transition and talk about the Giants' offense. They need to give Daniel Jones some time to pick Seattle's defense apart. Seattle's defense gave 300-plus passing yards and 27 points in all three games this season. Against Matt Stafford and the Rams, Jared Goff in the Lions, and also Andy Dalton in the Panthers. Andy Dalton picked them apart last week. 34-58, 361 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. What that tells me right there is that Daniel Jones is primed for a huge game tonight. And the three opponents that they've played this year, so far Seattle, have been great. I mean, the Rams are 2-2. Two and two. They are surprising to people. I thought they'd be around 500 this season. The Lions are a good team. But the Panthers are 0-4. So they've played an 0-4 team and a 2-2 two and two team. And obviously the Giants had a lot tougher of opponents for the first three weeks. San Francisco and Dallas, two of the best teams in the NFL the Giants have had to go up against already in the first three games of the season. And if you look at what Seattle's had to go against... The best team they've gone against is Detroit. They're a good team. But Carolina and the Rams. And they allowed 361 passing yards last week to Andy Dalton. So Daniel Jones is going to have a huge game tonight. Give him time to pick apart that Seattle defense. There's no better time to prove people wrong than a Monday Night Football on primetime TV. People love talking about Daniel Jones being bad on primetime TV. He's 1-11 in primetime games. He's 0-6 on Monday Night Football. What did I say yesterday in my preview of the Week 4 slate? I said there's no better time for Zach Wilson to prove people wrong than on primetime TV on Sunday Night Football. And what did he do last night? He balls out. I'm probably the only person in the world 
that was even supporting Zach Wilson like I was, probably the only person that predicted him to have 225 passing yards and two touchdowns with only one turnover. What happened last night? He had 245 passing yards, two passing touchdowns, and a fumble. He had a very good game last night, and he proved people wrong on primetime TV. There's no better time to get right than in front of a national audience with everybody watching the game. Daniel Jones is going to have a big game tonight. And I honestly think there's no better time for the Giants to get themselves right and get back to 500. The Giants have to play Buffalo and Miami the next two weeks. Miami next week and then the Buffalo Bills. The Giants need to get back to 500 and get themselves back to 2-2. Two and two. If Andy Dalton's going to throw for 361 yards versus Seattle with two touchdowns and Carolina's offense that's now 0-4 in the season was able to move the ball consistently versus Seattle, Daniel Jones and the Giants need to pick apart Seattle's defense. My prediction for Daniel Jones' stat line tonight is 25-32 passing for 285 passing yards, two passing touchdowns with seven carries at 35 yards. I was going to go 300 passing yards, but I think the Giants are going to try to get Gary Bright and Matt Breida more involved tonight. But I think Daniel Jones is primed to ball out tonight and silence the haters on national TV. Why not do it tonight and prove people wrong on national television? Zach Wilson did it last night, and he's a friend of Daniel Jones. Why not two nights in a row, Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones, two quarterbacks that have been getting a lot of slander over the last couple of years being the quarterback for the Jets and the Giants? Why not prove people wrong two nights in a row? And I'm sure those two guys would be psyched to see each of them doing well on a grand stage like Sunday Night Football, Monday Night Football. And I'm a big fan of Daniel Jones, and I obviously was supporting Zach Wilson a lot considering how much slander he got. I'm happy to see him doing well. I'm going to record more on that. Probably tomorrow I'll give a whole breakdown of every week for a game. I'll look at every game, give a quick recap, and maybe give my thoughts about which players stood out for each team. One thing the Giants have to do tonight is take shots downfield to Jalen Hyatt. They have to get him more involved, give him three or four targets. Last week, he didn't record a catch. They need to get him the ball and target him. The Giants also need to target Wanda Robinson in the slot. I expect a big game from tonight. With Seattle having so many injuries in their secondary at the cornerback position, I expect Wanda Robinson in his second game of the year to have a big game. I think five catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. He looked very good at limited snaps last week. He's going to ramp up his workload this week, hopefully have bigger plays, and obviously the Giants are going to be passing the ball a lot. I expect Wanda Robinson to stand out. The Giants need to get Darren Waller involved. Get him involved over the middle of the field, especially in the red zone. Seattle's been the worst team in the red zone this season, giving up touchdowns every single trip to the red zone on defense. I like Darren Waller to score tonight. I expect him to get a touchdown. If the Giants get an opportunity in the red zone, they're passing the ball, I think Darren Waller could be the guy that scores. And I like Wanda Robinson to get a chance in the red zone as well. I think Darren Waller and Wanda Robinson are two guys to look at to score tonight for the Giants. Another guy I like to score a touchdown if he does get an opportunity to run the ball in the red zone, it's Gary Brightwell. A very dangerous back. He needs to get more touches for this Giants team. If he gets 10 to 12 touches this week, I think he could have maybe 45, 50 total yards and a touchdown score. That kid is an absolute baller and he deserves more touches than he's been getting. Even with Saquon being out, he didn't get as many touches last week as I wanted him to. I'd like to see him more involved in the offense this week. The Giants have the weapons to put up 30 points tonight on offense and 400 yards, considering how poor Seattle's defense has been. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, probably a close game to the end. The Giants are the home team. They're 1-2. They need this win. They play Miami next week, and then Buffalo the week after. That's a very hard four games in the first six games of the year, considering the Giants had to play Dallas, San Francisco, Buffalo, and Miami. The Giants need to get to 2-2 two two tonight, get themselves back to 500 before playing the Dolphins next week. I think the Giants win tonight, a very close one, 31-27. I think it'll come down to which defense steps up, which defense is going to make a play when it matters most. I think it'll be the Giants, and I expect their pass rush to force a turnover tonight, whether it's a strip sack of Geno Smith or it's a forced bad pass 
with the pass rush getting to Geno Smith, maybe he makes a bad pass and the Giants take advantage of it. The Giants need to get a turnover in tonight's game and get a few sacks and generate pressure on Geno Smith. And on the offense, give Daniel Jones time to throw. He's very good when he has time to throw. Give him time to throw and he will pick defense as a pot. I think Daniel Jones is very capable of 325 total yards tonight and two scores. Maybe even a third score if the Giants decide to throw the ball in the red zone rather than pass. Maybe Daniel Jones will run for a touchdown tonight. I think there will be a chance for Gary Brett to score tonight on the goal line. That's why I went with two passing touchdowns with Daniel Jones rather than three. But I would love to see Daniel Jones have three scores tonight. At the end of the day, a win's a win. I would take that over anything. Hopefully tonight is the night the Giants get back to 500. Anyways, it will conclude this episode. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to listen to this. As always, I appreciate it. I hope you guys have a good one, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you.